just sounds like a disease move for heat. That's like, hey, I got to move the heat now. Fuck. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Southern Podcast. Saplin! Saplin! You are listening to episode 195 of Saplin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. How are you going to do the fucking puns? Go on, boy. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. And this week, we're stepping into the ring with a powerbomb explosion of wrestling, pop punk, and Welsh mayhem. Crap. Uh, yes, <laughs> this week's guest is Welsh wrestling titan, WWE sensation, all-round fucking good egg, and she's someone I have genuinely seen fight grown men, and I've seen her take punches that would have made me cry. <laughs> this week's guest is Nixon Newell. The Welsh murderer. That's the name I've just given her. So. <laughs> yes, the girl with the shiniest wizard in all of professional wrestling, Nixon Newell, who spent the last decade traveling the globe, kicking ass and making a name for herself, while always representing her love for pop punk, Marvel, and the Welsh flag in the process. She signed to the WWE in 2017 under the name Tegan Knox, stealing the show multiple times as part of their NXT and SmackDown rosters, having memorable feuds with the likes of Dakota Kai, appearing in the Royal Rumble, and brightening up screens every time she performed, before unexpectedly getting released last November as part of the company's famous mass budget cuts during the pandemic. Ever since, Newell has been a free agent, with a lot of rumors speculating her next move, and we were very lucky enough to sit with her to get the lowdown of what's going on, her wrestling journey, and why music has always been a huge part of her life. This is one of the only interviews she's done since the release as well, so we really appreciate her for that. But Sean, Nixon is just someone we have seen grow in her wrestling journey from performing at bingo halls to one of the biggest franchises in the whole of sports. Yeah, like we talk about further in this, like I got back into it like 2015 and I started going to local shows um, because Mark Andrewson Jr. invited me along and the level of quality of wrestling was better there than anything I saw on WWE at the time. And now to see all of those people being 
in the four corners of Earth, their highest points in the biggest companies in the world is absolutely mental. Like when you go through the roster of everybody, it was like Pete Dunn, Mark Andrews, Chris Brooks, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis. I saw Will Ospreay there, Nixon Newell, slash Tegan Knox was always one of the brightest stars to come out of that. And yeah, when I say I've seen a fight, man, I genuinely mean I've seen fully grown fellas jumping on our head. <laughs> no, but it's just been incredible to see her journey from Valleys of Wales to Orlando, Florida. And really, we talk about everything from the heights of her time in WWE to the day of her release. Why we haven't seen her wrestle since being a pop punk kid incorporating things like Harry Potter, Captain Marvel, and Assassin's Creed into her gear, embarrassing herself in front of Stephanie McMahon, how she thinks WWE will change with Triple H in creative control, working out with Brie Larson, and appearing in the music video Veronica for our friends in the band Junior, while laughing at Sean almost breaking his back. Ha! <laughs> really funny. I nearly fucking died. I nearly fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in pain to this day. Oh. <laughs> it especially when it's cold. To anybody that's not Welsh, this does get pretty, pretty Welsh at some point. So um, I don't mean we go into the Welsh language, even though at some points you might be so lost thinking... They've slipped into a different language. We haven't. It's just English, but with a Welsh accent. So, yeah, we had a great time. Thank you very much to Nixon. And, yeah, thanks for the entertainment over the years and putting your body on the line for us and for our entertainment because I fucking loved watching you and you are killing it. And I cannot wait, cannot wait to see what happens next. But, of course, before we get into the conversation, a quick reminder that if you enjoy these podcasts and what we do, Please support us via our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. There are loads of extra content and bonuses over there in return for you signing up and for your support. And it generally helps us make these podcasts and conversations each and every week. But without any further ado, let's get in to the wonderful conversation with Nixon Newell, pro wrestling athlete on episode 195 of Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! 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 Yes! Yes! This week's guest is Welsh wrestling titan, pop punk enthusiast, and I've seen her beat grown men up in a church in Bristol. <laughs> yes! This is a fantastic, fantastic Nixon Newell. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah. yeah. I'm all right. Yeah. yeah it's uh, a bit warm, like. Yeah. Where are you? Well, where are you at the moment? I'm in Orlando still. If I leave, I can't come back, so I have to stay here for a while. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Has that been like trouble with visas and stuff like that? or? Yeah, so I've been trying to get my green card for the last eight months and I'm in landlock right now, so if I leave, then I can't come back. 
Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, so it's been a boring eight months, but, you know, living in Orlando, <laughs> so it's fine. Just go to Disney World every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. It's probably for the same temperature you know as well at the moment, I think. Cause it's... I think so, from what my sister was telling me. She's got a hell of a tan. Farmer's tan all over the is that being just literally Orlando? You can't leave that? Or is it like you like stay in Florida? Like what's the whole... Like I can stay in America. I just can't leave the state. But, you know, not having a job, you're still stuck in... <laughs> like I can't even travel for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, well, we appreciate you taking the, uh, taking the time to do this and everything. But like there's so much we want to talk about because obviously... The last few months has been quite of a whirlwind for you uh, since your release from WWE back in November. But online, you've kind of been low-key. You've been posting a little bit on social media. You haven't really done many interviews since, and you haven't wrestled in quite a while as well. So if you can just give us kind of like the lowdown, what's been going on kind of behind the scenes with all that? I mean, what's kind of just been going on in life? So basically, because I haven't got the visa or the green card, I can't wrestle. So, you know, I keep getting messages. Have you retired? Have you done this? No, I just can't. <laughs> Legally, I can't. So, you know, I've just been chilling in the house, playing video games, going to Sad Summer Fest a couple of weeks ago, which was phenomenal. But yeah, I've just been chilling with my dogs, chilling with the friends and stuff and usual stuff that I can do without working. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. How was Sad Summer Fest? Who did you go see? Oh, it was so good. Neck deep with it, water parks. Oh my God. There's just like so many people there. The only ones I was sad that they came on later on in the tour was, um, um, oh shit. Shit. See, that's wrestler brain fear. One of my favorite fans. I'm like, what is happening? Um, against the current, they were supposed to be there, but then they started later on in the tour and I was like, bastards. <laughs> you were neck deep and you fucking ruined it. God damn. But it was so good. So, so how they did during the Florida heat, I don't know, because it was like 40 degrees. It was ridiculous. Is it weird seeing a kind of, well, well I'm going to call them kind of Welsh band. Yeah. Because as much as they are from Wrexham, <laughs> I don't count Wrexham as Wales, right? It's half and half, isn't it? It's like you can yeah, yeah, water yeah. Yeah. It's almost Liverpool. Wrexham is almost Liverpool. Almost. Um, but yeah, was it, yeah, was it weird seeing them over there? It was. It was. So I saw Necti over here before when they, um, they were opening for Blink. I was like, that was a great concert. But yeah, it was it was weird seeing them so like like ah, oh, it's, it's home in Orlando. That's that's crazy. So it was it was really cool and like they killed it. They're one of them bands that like are so good live that it's hard to like they just can't do anything wrong. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's hard to deny them because it's so yeah. good. Well, obviously you're a massive pop punk and emo music fan outside of everything you do and i know you kind of try to incorporate those kind of bits into the wrestling and stuff as, as much as you can but like yeah what were some of the bands just kind of growing up while getting into the business and all that that you kind of enjoyed and you've kind of grown up with oh well i was always like a blink big blink fan green day all that kind of stuff like and then i met mark and he started to introduce me into like different like little bands and you know, I found Neck Deep. I think I was just on YouTube. I was like, oh, let me just listen to some music. And then it came on the shuffle. I was like, what the fuck is this band? So it's just gone from there. But I was always like a big Blink fan growing up with like, that's why I always try to wear nice bright colors when I'm wrestling. Because it's very, like, I'm depressed, but I love colors. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, do you know what? I can't say, I can't say that's true for me. 
Um, no. <laughs> I am depressed. I am very depressed. But I, but I hate coloured clothing. So there you really? go. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm just constantly in black. Like it's <laughs> See, I'm in white and I'm in the blobby shirt. Bright colours, oh. you know? Oh, is it a Mr. Blobby shirt? Yeah. I bet you get some funny looks in America. Oh, yeah, they don't understand. Then when I show them, they get creeped out. I'm like, how dare you? How dare you be insulted by such British royalty? (laughs) Yeah, well, funnily enough, I I watched a clip the other day of Noel's house party. And when you look back at it now, Mr. Blobby is a mad, weird character. Oh, he's a fiend. He just turns up, (laughs) smashes the place up. And then then, like gropes people. And you're like, oh, that wouldn't fly these days. (laughs) (laughs) No. That's going to be a weird video to show people over there as well. <laughs> oh, it is, yeah, but it's funny. Just seeing their reactions and they're just traumatised. I'm like, this was my childhood. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Anything goes in Noel's house, though, apparently. Like, it's, apparently. It's just free-for-all. But, um, yeah, so, yeah. yeah can, you, can you talk a bit about how you got into wrestling, how you got your start, where you trained and stuff? Yeah, so I started watching wrestling when I was, God, I think it was, like, four. Like, I was super young. My granddad used to have her on the TV all the time. And my nan didn't appreciate that. She was smacking with the newspaper and stuff when it was on. Um, Bryce, did, I he sell? Started, huh? did he sell the, did he sell the newspaper? Oh, God, no. He was, he was a Valley's man. He don't sell oh, shit. Oh, he's not having it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, does that, make, does that make Valley's wrestlers worse? Because they're just like, no, nah, I'm not selling nothing, but no. Nah, yeah, especially when you're wrestling, like, hitch, and you're hitting, you're like, oh, it's just like hitting a brick wall, and I want to sell more because it really hurt me. <laughs> but no I started watching with him and then um, I did take like a year or so off from wrestling when he passed away in 2005 and I was like oh, I don't want to watch this anymore there's no one to watch it with and then I just happened to turn around and I was like oh that's pretty good isn't it it's still, it's still quite good and then I just carried on watching wrestling since then and then I found a school in Port Albert so I was like an annoying drive every so often, like oh yeah, hour and a half, two hour drive. It's worse now, though. It's worse. Yeah, it's worse now because the last half hour of it is, um, or the last twenty minutes of it is all average speed cameras now. So you can only oh, do f- no way. forty mile an hour like, towards that's Port his, Albert because of pollution. Port Albert, mine. The steel works. <laughs> You've got to do forty because of pollution. It doesn't make sense. You walk in, you drive in, you just see the big towers with the smoke. Can I? Like, how, <laughs> how is my car affecting this? It's mad. Oh my bunker. god! But yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just I have nightmares. You can tell he, he does this drive a lot. He does yeah. this drive a lot, and oh it really god. annoys him. I'd be miserable now. I'm glad I don't live in Wales. That's <laughs> <laughs> where I wear a lot of black. Look, I'm depressed, and I wear a lot of black. Oh no! But uh, I, yeah, I went to school then. It was like once a month training, and Hitch was the trainer. I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. Like Hitch is really really good, but it's like once a month. I want to do it more. And I found a school in Newport then. So I was like, oh, great. 30 minutes from my house. Let's just do that one. And that's where I met Mark Andrews. And then Hitch was also training there and Pete Dunn. And then it just took off from there. Then I was wrestling then every week. Me and Mark became a tag team and I beat up Mark. So it's just from there, it just escalated from once a month to training every week with these guys and then beating them up in, like you said, churches, you know? <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, well, we've we've seen you wrestle and beat up people in all sorts of bingo halls and all that back in the day with like Attack Pro and everything. I'm sure just kind of looking back at those days and see how far you've come, but so many others that you trained with and around with at that time must just be yeah. insane. 
Oh, yeah, it's crazy just seeing, like, we all, like, technically we all grew up together, you know. We were all wrestling together for five, six years before that, and some of them even longer. Um, so seeing us all succeed was such a nice feeling and, like, turning into NXT UK and seeing Mark do some stuff and, you know, Eddie do stuff. It's it's really cool to see and seeing Hitch come back from the knee as well. I'm like, oh, I feel that one. But, but yeah, no, just seeing everyone succeeding is real nice and hopefully i'll be joining them soon again <laughs> <laughs> yes well yes um i remember because i i kind of lost my way with wrestling when my band started doing all right i kind of just focused on that didn't really do much else but then wrestlemania 30 that got me back into it i think and then we started going oh do you know what let's start going to um let's go, start going to local shows or whatever and mark invited me down and then I just remember getting into that and then like PWG at the time was insane. And you look at all of those things now and like all of those people are where they want to be. It's fucking yeah. nuts when all of those people, like it blows my mind to this day. It's like people don't understand that, yeah, we were in church halls and bingo halls. And then these wrestlers then I'm seeing on TV and I'm like, fucking, that's mad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just bonkers. I just find it nuts. And congratulations to everybody. It's Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I remember ripping up that bingo hall for people to have shows in there and they're throwing chairs around with sledgehammers and stuff. So it's nice seeing them go from that, even though I miss, do miss the bingo hall, uh, to, like, now it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that, that bingo hall in Cates has a lot of uh, humble memories. But just, like, on those early days as well, like, was it quite weird getting into the business and they're having like a lot of question marks around it because i think with music and bands you can kind of see the behind the scenes of the industry a little bit more and that you know putting songs out and making albums maybe record deals and playing gigs all that kind of thing but with wrestling i mean there is a lot of question marks on how for going how to go from the beginning to getting signed or to touring or doing a load of indies so was it just kind of trying your best, seeing what works out and, and just being open to a lot of things? I mean, pretty much, yeah. I mean, I was lucky enough to be with the group that I was with Attack and stuff, and they always give me a good platform to, you know, express myself and do what I wanted to do. But then, you know, also having those guys train me and teach me stuff, I felt very lucky and privileged in the sense of I felt like I had a better platform to get myself noticed. So I, I generally think if it wasn't for those guys, I wouldn't be anywhere near to where I am right now or as successful as I've been. But yeah, it's just literally just have to just try everything. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to do this one thing and that's it. Like, no, you have to be willing and open to change because the one thing that you're doing might not be working. But then someone could be pretend to be a clown and it could be working for them, you know? So it's just being open to doing things and making a fool of yourself. So... <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yeah. Do you remember the first time that WWE got in touch with you or um, showed any interest or whatever? Do you so, yeah, it was really weird. I was up in Wolverhampton and I had an email through and it was like, hi, this is William Regal. I was like, yeah, all right, never mind. <laughs> like, all right, boys, you're a bit of a piss take there. But he was like, no, we want to invite you for a tryout. Like, here's the official invite to the tryout. Um, it's like on, I think it's like October, end of October 2015, I think. 15 or 16, one of the two. Um, and then it was up in Glasgow. So then I just have to go up into Glasgow and whatever stadiums in Glasgow. I can't remember. Shite. It was like 40 of us with one ring, just trying to stand out. And uh, luckily, I was one of the ones to stand out and then went over to America and then swiftly followed by a lot of the other boys and girls and stuff like Viper or Piper Niven or Dewdrop, whatever you want to call it, came over swiftly after. So it's it's nice to see the familiar faces from the tryout as well, doing cool stuff. And that's one of the things I think not a lot of people realize in wrestling is that there's such... Uh, unique friendships and bonds that are made because you're traveling on the road together and you're trusting each other in the ring with your lives essentially and you can see that with all the friendships you've made just from the early days to getting into wwe and independence around the world it must be quite nice to look back at that and as well and that uh, away from the profession you've made lifelong friends this way oh 100 percent, and it's nice to know like wherever we travel we always have a friend there because we wrestle people from all around the world. So, you know, it's, it's nice, but then it's also heartbroken as well when you do have to move so far across the world and you don't get to see half the people that you grew up with or trained with. And, but yeah, it's, it's nice having that bond because you always have that, um, just that nice fallback and like the safety net. Like when I was, when I got released, I had Viper and Katie Ray and Stevie at my door within. 10 minutes of it happening. Wow. So it's, it's nice to have like that kind of bond with people. Can we ask about that kind of just yeah. the day of being released and everything? Because um, I saw it online. There was so much love and support being shown for you in particular, especially from all the women in WWE and NXT and stuff at the time. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure a very emotional day, but it seems like you kind of had the, the friends there to kind of get you through it. Yeah, it was it was a weird day because um, it happened when I was at a pub. So <laughs> I got oh. a couple of drinks and then I had a, the phone call that said, you know, you're being released. I was like, oh, well, shit. Okay, cool. It is what it is. 
Oh, um, fuck off, will it? Oh, leave it out. I'm on the fucking piss. <laughs> call yeah, me tomorrow. Like, call me tomorrow. I'll be fine. I'll, I'll accept it then. It's all right. But no, it was just like, it was really weird. Like, there was a lot of other stuff that went on and, and, and stuff that, you know. Um, but I had the phone call. I was like, okay, cool. It is what it is. And, and then I had a text within minutes of that saying, uh, we're coming to get you. We're coming to pick you up off Kaylee and um, Viper. And there they were. As soon as I got home from the pub, they were already outside. They just took me straight in their car. We went back to Viper's house and carried on getting pissed. So- <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, they turned <laughs> up at your house and they were like, right, back to the pub. You were yeah, to was, the pub. It was a very British way of reacting. <laughs> but at that time, obviously, there was a lot of releases coming in that kind of pandemic era. And, you know, due to budget cuts, was there official reason i mean just behind the scenes was it coming more apparent that these things were going to happen so it wasn't much of a shock every time you'd see something like this or i'm i'm sure it was still kind of a really dreadful thing to experience yeah so i i don't know why but i had this feeling that i was going to be one of the budget cuts just in my like in my stomach i was like oh, i'm gonna be one of them, just like every time it passed without me, I was like, okay, I'm in the next one. Oh, I'm in the next one. I'm in the next one. And when I was in it, I was like, kind of expected it. So it was upsetting, but it wasn't a surprise. I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is it now. I'll go on to the next chapter in my life. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. But honestly, like, I had such a good time in WWE. Like, I would be more than happy to go back one day, um, you know, but it's just a a timing thing now, I guess. Like I gotta get my visa sorted and make a name for myself again. So and then hopefully our roads will cross again one day. Well yeah, I'm sure yeah, I'm sure now with, you know, the new the new chap in charge. I don't know who he is. The new <laughs> yes. guy. I don't know who he is. Well yeah, let's um let's stick to the stick to the positive spirits and the and the memories of of everything. Cause um like obviously getting to WWE is a lifelong dream for you anyway so i'm sure that in itself was kind of insane but there's so many crazy things you got to do where stealing the show on nxt takeovers to go into the main roster being in the royal rumble you even met your idol molly holly yeah and i'm sure just kind of those experiences are ones that you would never imagine actually would have come to fruition no that was you know i've had some phenomenal memories there and i've met some of my best friends and stuff so that's all. I'm always super grateful for that. Um, but you know, being in the Royal Rumble for me was the biggest and best thing ever. Even though it wasn't very long, it was still I was still in there, you know. And it was that was like my grandfather's favorite pay per view of all time, which is why being in the Royal Rumble meant so much to me. So you know, and then getting to do you know mine and the quarters whole rivalry was so much fun. And being in the last takeover before COVID hit in front of you know, all those thousands of fans was super cool. And I just got so many, I got more fond memories there than I do have negative. Like the negatives are minimal in compared to everything that I got to do and, you know, had so much fun there. And yeah, it's just, got to do a lot of cool stuff. And then meeting Molly Holly and making a fool of myself by crying. <laughs> um, that that happens as well, but it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. Well, when you met Molly Holly, obviously they had cameras on you thinking you were filming something else. I mean, were you kind of glad that they captured that moment in a way or were you kind of like <laughs> a little bit upset that your reaction was just so raw there because it was so unexpected? 
Um, I'm glad they caught it um, because I've got that memory forever now, not only in my head, but I have it like physical evidence that it happened. But they told me I was filming like an intro for um, Evolution. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's a bit of a, that's a bit of salt in the wound. I'm on freaking crutches. You're like, that's a bit rude. But then like all of a sudden, like I saw Candace cause she was next to me, take out her phone. And I was like, why is she taking out her phone? Like pointing it towards me. And then like, she tapped me on the shoulder. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And then just sobbed. But I'm, I'm glad they captured it. Cause now, like I said, I have it. Like I can look at a picture or look at the video and be like, oh yeah, no, I met this really incredible woman that helped shape my childhood. And now I'm sobbing in front of her like an absolute loser. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, it's such a good story. I love stuff like it's like when we get when we get bands on, we always ask them like, is there a moment where you've met your heroes or anything like that? And it's always the same. Like it's it's such a brilliant, uplifting story to see these people that we all admire and are inspired by, um, like yourselves. Yeah, we get to see like you like beaming like a child. Yeah. It's mad. <laughs> it's mad. It's like, yeah. Do you remember like the first legend or somebody like that that you met or wrestled? Oh, I didn't like, I didn't really get to wrestle many like old WWE people or old wrestlers when I was on the indies. Like, I wrestled. Awesome Kong was fun to wrestle. Oh, like, wow. yeah, she was, she was really fun. She just didn't give a shit. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's do this, let's do this. Can I throw you? I'm like, you, I have no choice if you want to throw me or not. Throw me, I'm gone. I wrestled Molina, which was pretty cool. Yeah, like, I didn't get to wrestle many legends or um, post, uh, like, old WWE people, unfortunately. Um, but Is there, is there one you would have loved to have? Uh, yeah, I would have liked to wrestle Mickey James. That would have been cool. Obviously, Molly Holly and stuff. Um, but I don't know why, because I met her at Evolution, and she's, like, she was really nice to me and so, like, funny. Ivory, I'd love to wrestle Ivory, Ooh. but like, you know, right to censor Ivory. That kind of thing would have been friggin' amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it, yeah, it just must be surreal when these were literally women that inspired you to get into the business and now you're just kind of hanging out with them or wrestling them or, just, you know, taking selfies backstage. Just this. Oh, insane. it's mental. Like at Evolution, I was sat in Kirtra and all of a sudden you see like, Trish walk past and then the Bell Twins and you see Ivory and Molly Holly and I'm just like going I don't know if these pain pills that I'm on right now because the surgery are just really really good or like <laughs> these people are actually walking past me <laughs> <laughs> it was both it was both they were both good <laughs> and little column A little column B have you ever had a very like embarrassing moment in front of someone that younger you would be like oh I can't believe I just did that in front of so and so yeah, probably Stephanie McMahon. That was a weird one. So I was coming in for rehab on my knee the first time and she's on the, the, the bike, the cross bike. And, you know, I'm like, I've got to go say hello. It's Stephanie McMahon. I can't not say hello. So I woke up to her and I was like, hey, it's so nice to meet you. She's like, hey, I'm Stephanie. And I just went, ha, that's just like my name. And then I just, <laughs> I just looked at her and I was like, oh, God, and just walked away. And she's there laughing. I'm like, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> Have you spoken about it since? No. Oh. <laughs> no. I, I did ve I did something very similar. Brian May. Um, I met Brian May and he came on to me. He was like, oh, I'm Brian. And I went, have a and he moved on. And I was like, oh, oh I, forgot how to, I forgot how to say my name to a man. Nice. Unbelievable. 
Class. Nice. <laughs> what a dickhead. What a dickhead. Like, that's a verb, isn't it? Well, speaking of Stephanie, obviously she's uh, become one of the co-CEOs of uh, WWE with all the shake-up recently. And Triple H is now kind of running things behind the scenes creatively. Obviously, your time there, there seemed to be such a close bond between you and Triple H in NXT, when the whole the May Young Classic stuff, and someone who really helped you with your career. What is he actually like to work with behind the scenes in that kind of mental role? And how much do you think things will be different with him in charge behind the scenes? Oh, he's honestly, and I'm not just saying this because, you know, like he's Triple H. He is genuinely one of the most kindest people that I've ever met. Like he's so. He just wants everyone to succeed and he takes everyone under his wing and he helps you in any way that he can. And, you know, like when you're in a storyline, you have ideas and then you pitch them to him. He's like, maybe we could do that. But if we just like change a little bit, like he's so smart in making things connect that it's, it's mind blowing. Like seeing how successful NXT was back in the day is all because of that man's brain power. Like he is so smart and just, he cares about everyone. He genuinely cares about everyone as if we're all his children, which is amazing. And, you know, I've, I, I've been trying to show him a picture. And um, when I was there, I've got on my phone. It's me as a child in a Triple H t shirt. Like, just Aww. like, oh. And every time I went to show him, I was like, never mind because you like me right now. So I'm not going to show you that in case you change your mind and think I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't, though. No, I'm sure he probably wouldn't. Probably not. No, he'd probably think it's really funny, but I was like, oh, I'm not going to risk it. But honestly, he's so nice. And like, he didn't have to come up to me when I got hurt. He didn't have to do anything like that. And, you know, he rang me the day after surgery and was asking me how I was. You know, he's always checking in on me. Um, and he just, he just generally cares, which is a rarity sometimes. Like, he genuinely does care about people and wants people to succeed, which is amazing. Do you think that's going to benefit a lot of people's just kind of day-to-day relationships now with him kind of being at the forefront of things? I think so. I think so. I think it's going to change for the better. Um, you know, like like we saw in NXT, like I said, years ago, women were getting time. We were getting a lot of time to wrestle. And, you know, a couple of my comments were taken from a different interview and misconstrued by fans and say, because I said that... Um, you know, wrestling is going back to the diva era, but people misconstrued that. I didn't mean like the diva era meant like women having three minutes, you know, we were having three minute matches, two minute matches, five minutes. Like we, but before we were having friggin' WrestleMania main events. So like people very much misconstrued and created their own answer that I give. Um, so I feel like with uh, Triple H back in charge now, it's going to be women are going to get that platform again to, get the extra time that we deserve because there's so many talented women in WWE in general, both in NXT and Raw and SmackDown that, you know, they deserve time and they deserve a platform. I think Triple H is going to be the person to give them that and Stephanie because she very much cares about the women. Well, that's the thing. You've been around in this industry now long enough where you've seen so much change happening across the board, but especially in the way women in wrestling have been perceived and treated and kind of have that spotlight on. I mean, we say again, we've literally seen you beat up grown men in bingo halls. And now you see a roster's full of amazing women and and talent just just doing things every single week. 
how much change have, uh, has it really been? Because I'm sure when you were kind of getting into those kind of lessons in schools that you were one of maybe only a couple of women there mm-hmm. at the time. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how much has changed. Like, like you said, I was one of the very few women to be wrestling in the UK and now seeing an entire scene in the UK, like with Eve, they have full women shows, which is amazing. And that's happening around the world now, which is so cool. Um, and, you know, even I watched NXT the other day for the first time in a while and just seeing some of the women on there, you're like, shit, like half these women didn't start wrestling until like a year or so ago. And they're already moving like this and they're already so talented and clicking on to this. That it's, you know, the, the scene's only going to get bigger and better. I, I, and I truly believe that. I feel like we're going in an upward tra- uh, trajectory right now. So it's... It'll be cool to see how much it changes in the next five years, in the next 10 years, and just seeing everyone else like succeed and who comes out of the woodwork will be cool to... Hopefully they get another evolution because that'll be fun mm. to watch because now they have so many women that are yeah. incredible. Oh, so, yeah, they've got to be doing another one very soon, surely. You'd think. And like with, even with AEW, like they're doing some cool stuff with the women. You know, they got Tony Storm now, one of my best friends, and she's killing it so it's it's good to see that there's so many platforms for women now that are just giving the women what they deserve and it's a nice change yeah yeah and that's the thing some of these matches are stealing the show now they they deserve to be the main event i mean you know the whole thing with kind of becky lynch headlining wrestlemania was such a, a huge moment in itself but kind of in those locker rooms when things like that happen is that just kind of a light for even more hunger wanting to be the best you can be and kind of throw those ideas around and kind of step out from anything that's happened before. Oh, hundred percent. Like it's not a jealousy thing. Like no one, we're all really happy for each other succeeding, but you also be like, I want that next. Like that's, that's where I want to do now. So they, they light a fire. They light a fire under your ass. And it's like, okay, cool. They've done it. Now I want to be the next in line. I want to be the next in line. It's just, you just see women helping each other to, reach that goal and it's, it's cool to see it really is like you'd expect jealousy and like catty behavior but it's, it's generally not we all want each other to succeed because you know women were never really given the good end of the stick years ago and now it's coming back to women are kicking ass again <laughs> yeah and going back to as i said earlier you all seem so supportive with each other in this day and age especially kind of on social media and just highlighting how great work you've all done each week i mean you've already talked about your uh incredible rivalry with dakota kai which i think the two of you are just really proud of but who else would you save um just over your career as being that staple point and giving you maybe advice or just someone who's kind of being a ride or die in many ways um i've got quite a few which i'm really lucky for like candice Lorray has been a big support system for me for many years. Like ever since I met her in, in Nottingham a couple of years ago in 2015, I think it was, she's been one of my closest friends. Like we call each other family. So she's helped me a lot. Kaylee Ray is another one. Viper, like uh, Alex Windsor, who, you know, is finally coming back and, you know, kicking ass in the UK and over in Japan, which is so good to see because she deserves it more than most people after everything she's been through. Um, but yeah, and no, I'm just having like, I just, I'm just lucky that I have so many. And if I'm on a down day, I can text someone and just be like, Hey, this is happening. 
I'm within minutes. I'm going to text back off any of them. Even someone as scary as Shayna Baszler, you know, she's <laughs> she's there. Like, if I'm having a bad day, I'll just text her, what's up, boy? Or, like, I'm having this. And she'll be like, oh, okay, cool. And she'll just, we'll just talk it out. And, you know, she'll ask me up to go pet her dog and stuff. So, it's you know, it's, it's a good support system. And I'm lucky to have as many as I have because some people don't have a whole bunch. But I got dealt a good hand. <laughs> No, that's incredible to hear. That's that's really touching. You uh, you said there you call Shane a Baszler boyo. Um, I'm sure just kind of <laughs> you've you've lived in Orlando now for quite a few years, but you know you're a Welsh Valley's girl at heart. I'm sure there's many Welsh phrases, lingo's, saying mannerisms that just slip out from time to time, and people are a bit confused. Uh, maybe have to ask you about. I mean, I'm sure there's there's plenty of those over the over the years. Oh yeah. The most annoying thing, and it's been five years, asking for a bottle of water. Oh, honest. right. They're okay. like, what do you want? I'm like, water. What? Freaking the, 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 the rain. There's that shit. H2O. Give me a bottle <laughs> of water. <laughs> water. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can you do, like, I have to put on an accent. Even Dakota, when she's saying her real name, she has to put on an American accent because I don't understand. I'm like, How? How is this a thing? But like, man is another one. They don't understand man. And that's nah, about the amount of time whose coats our jacket has come out. And, like, <laughs> uh, and I don't get it. I'm like, whose coats our jacket? I'm like, whose is that? Whose is that? It's goddamn. So yeah, no, that jacket, probably, who does it belong to? Yeah. <laughs> whose is it? Whose am I going to steal? <laughs> but no, like, I've been calling Shayna Boyo for like, wow. Since 2017, since in Japan, like I just boyo slipped up and she was like, okay, I'm gonna call you boyo now. So, like, that's what she calls me, it's boyo. I'm like, okay, that's weird. I've just taught a killer up to say boyo. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's awesome though, that you're um, spreading it. Like, I, yeah. I tried my best. Like, when we were touring, there was a band called There for Tomorrow, and um, the singer uh, Mika. He, he couldn't get over the sentence. Well, he couldn't even understand what we were saying when we said something was tidy darts. <laughs> right? He was like, oh, we're on at like 3 p.m. And I was like, oh, tidy darts. And he's like, tiny dots? And I was like, no, tiny dots? And I was like, oh, you don't even understand darts. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Don't worry oh, about so it. Oh, so annoying. Like, you want to just go, oh, bless you. But you can't because you're like, oh, I'm in your country. Shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. I just like the idea of you with like, I don't know, Shawn Michaels backstage and be like, oh, right, what it is, yeah. And oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you guess- oh, do that fucking sweet chin music or what, but Can you do that? <laughs> oh, sexy boy, come here. Oh, sexy boy. Oh, se- oh, if that's not the most Welsh thing. Oh, sexy boy. Come here then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'll be, now, I'll be there now in a minute confused the shit out of him. Oh yeah. That was in makeup and they were rushing me. I was like, I'll be there now in a minute. What? And they're like, that's I, seven I different they, times you've just given me. You've given me seven different times of four locations. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there in a second. Just fucking hold on. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh. I fucking <laughs> I love seeing the Welsh out and about. It's fucking brilliant. Oh I. Then you got Mandrews who just sounds really poshy, like you don't even say Welsh yeah. things, Mandrews. Oh, uh, yeah, don't yeah. Secretoria, <laughs> secretoria, I reckon he is. He'll fucking hate that I've said that. Oh, I love that. God, yeah. That, yeah. He's, very, he's gonna get very angry at that. Yeah. Wow. Moonsault well, me, fella. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Mark Andrews, of course, he's uh, one of those pop punk kids in his band Junior. 
And something yes. the two of you, Sean and Nixon, you have in common oh, is yes. you've both been in junior music videos. We are. I think mine was much, much more painful than yours. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I just got to smash it now, like a little therapy session for free. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I got, yeah, and I got powerbombed through a table and my legs touched the floor behind me. So that was a first. Yeah. yeah I remember seeing that going, is he alive? Is he alright? Yeah. That, yeah. Well, or did, wait, this is something I wanted to know. Did you see the video that the boys filmed or have you only seen the music video? Oh, no, I've seen them both. I was going to say, I was wondering if it was past round, right? Because <laughs> people were like, look at this Bell and Because I, I think I said the sentence because they were like, oh yeah, we need somebody to be powerbombed through a table. And I was like, me. And they were like, no, 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 no. And I was like, listen now, if Spike Dudley can get powerbombed as often as he can, if May Young can take a powerbomb through a table, Shawnee Smith can do it. Let's go off the top. Ha-ha! <laughs> I was wrong. I couldn't have been more wrong. I'm in pain to this day. <laughs> and I regret it. It was um, <laughs> it was an awful decision. But yeah, yours was a lot um, cooler than mine as well, because, um, yeah, I, I suffer to this day, which is fun. I, so do I, to be honest, for many different reasons. But yeah, I think I think Mark sent me the music video. I was like, oh, this is fucking sick. He's like, but watch this. And then sent me the video. I was like, oh, is he alive? Have you killed, have you killed Sean Smith, you fucking idiots? What have you done now? Because the thing is, there was there was about 30 people in the room when it was being filmed. And when it happens, it's dead silent, right? Yeah, that's when you know it's a good one. A lot of people haven't seen this footage on its own without the music video. When I went through the table... One of the boys went, are you okay? And everything, because like, I was like, right, when I go through the table, fucking play unconscious, it can't be that hard, May Young can do it. Everything, as soon as I touched the floor and my feet touched behind me, right, and I felt about my back crack, everything in my body was like, oh, you have to try and stand up and run away now. So literally, as I get powerbombed, I hit the thing and my body goes, oh no, and I'm so winded as well, right? And someone goes, are you okay? And I went, no! <laughs> and then I tried to get up, grabbed the second rope, missed it and fell over. I was like, oh, these these wrestlers are gonna fucking love this. Come into our world, is it, you fucking chopsy prick? <laughs> and we did enjoy it. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Oh, yeah, you go, Sean. It's all worth it. It was all worth it. Do you know it. what? I might put. There's a version of it that Mark did when he put the Titanic theme on it. Yeah. So, like, as soon as I touch the table, like, it kicks in or whatever. I might put that up on the happening socials now after when this goes live so people can <laughs> see it's funny. the absolute horror. Oh, it's yeah. funny that we know you're alive now. Back then, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, is he all right? But now you're in live, we're like, oh no, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, Mark is Mark is still scared that uh at any moment I'm gonna sue Junior. So um <laughs> he better be careful. Get a lawyer, that's all I'm gonna say to him. Yeah, just, just text him now and again. Today might be the day, and just just see his little there's a large squirm. Yeah, every now and again just text him, Oh bro, I know you've moved out recently. What's your new address? My lawyers wanna send something over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He did send me the other day, though, like literally three days ago, he messaged me. <laughs> he's clearing out his room because he's moving out. And he went, do you want this? And I don't know why I said yes, but he sent me a Limp Biscuit flag. There you go. <laughs> so I don't think that? he... I, I, I hope he doesn't think this is payment for me um, <laughs> having a broken spine. But uh, yeah, 
He Bastard. probably does. He might send her a defend shirt as well, and then he'd be like, oh, we're oh. set now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, Sean, you owe me a fiver. Yeah. <laughs> Bastard. Am I right in saying you have the uh, Defend Indie Wrestling logo tattooed tattoo on you? I do. I do, yeah. With amongst the different other things now that, you know, in the eight months I've accumulated. But yeah, I do. Well, what, have you, what, yeah, what else have we got? Have we got any other... Um, what are the other tats? So I got... Black boot, a uh, robin on a black boot skull because my grandparents are dead, isn't it? So it's you know, it's good skull. Oh, for uh, fuck. <laughs> shit. Um, that was such the Welsh sentence. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yes. Everybody it. else, everybody else listening to this is going to go, oh, for fuck. Yeah, now, everybody who's well, Welsh goes, no, no, sorry to hear that. Yeah, no, it is. It's true though. I text her, I was like, oh, I need something for my granddad. Um, he's dead, so is my nan. Fuck it. They both like blackbirds and robins. Just stick one on a skull. We good to go, you know? So then I got a, a, a deer for my Uncle Buck, because, you know, the, we called him because of the movie. My two puppies. My two puppies Aww. on my arm. Um, what else have I got? Oh, I got a big, massive dragon skull on my leg, because I didn't want the traditional Welsh dragon. Mm. Big skull. I got a ghost face on the one leg, it on the other leg, and um, uh, like the Baba Yaga house from The Witcher on the other leg. So I've accumulated a bunch of them. <laughs> oh, and my sternum's done. And my sternum's done too. Oh, oh. Yeah. I had a death moth and like all webbing and shit. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Nice. When I was a kid, I wanted to get the um, the old uh, WWE Heavyweight Championship on my belly. <laughs> oh. Like, um, the one, no. you know the winged one? You know the winged yeah. one from no. the 90s? Yeah, oh, it's my no. favourite My favorite one, that is. I consider that, but I've seen some plonker on the internet that's already done it now, and I was like, ha-ha, glad I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks terrible. I've seen that one too. I'm like, oh, that was a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd rather just pay him for the belt itself. I'd like, I'll buy you the real one. That is true, yeah. yeah. yeah I wonder what's cheaper. I wonder what's cheaper. An official belt, probably about 400 quid, or getting your stomach... Yeah, it's probably more to have your stomach tattooed, I suppose. Well, like, by the person that had that one, then probably not. Kind of <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but yeah, it just seems like you've spent the last eight months just getting tattooed as much as, as possible. Pretty much, yeah. Tattoos and piercings. I've just gone to... Gone to gone to the races with it. Just like, ah, yeah, I haven't got a job anymore. I'm just gonna be covered until someone tells me I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. It's a good. It's a good yeah. pastime. But um, exactly. but yeah, going back to that junior music video you featured in the uh, in the track Veronica. How was that experience for you? Because growing up a huge wrestling and music fan, I'm sure that was kind of cool to kind of go into that world and and be a star of a music video. It was really cool. Like, I, I love Junior, and I'm not just saying it because Mark's my friend. Like, I generally think they are a really, really good band, and I've got, like, the finals out there. Uh, Mark was like, do you want to be in a music video? I was like, fuck yeah. Like, of course I do. It's like, okay, cool, I'll get in touch with you, and then didn't hear for a while. But yeah, no, then he messaged me um, the week before and was like, oh, can you do this date, and we're going to do this, and we're going to smash it. I was like, fuck yeah, I can do that. Don't worry about it. So then to text Candice because she's going to be staying in my house that day because she was doing a UK tour. I was like, I have to leave at some point on this Saturday to go and smash it for a music video. You can come and just, you know, chill out. Or you can stay in the house. I'll just stay in the house. I was like, okay, cool. So I went out for like six hours just smashing the shit out of things. And it was great. They gave me a little rounders back. And I had a whale of a time. <laughs> <laughs> Is that kind of stuff something you like want to try and get more into and being i mean yeah i'd love to do like you know i've i'm a big like 
movie and music fan. Not, I can't, I'm the least musical person in the world. Like, I can't do shit. There's a guitar there I tried learning. I can't fucking do that. So that's just a, a office feature now. Um, so just like being in music videos, I'm 100% okay with doing <laughs> But I'll just leave the singing and the the instruments to everyone else. So if anyone else needs stuff smashed in a music video, just hit me up. You know, I'll have a good ball. <laughs> well, nice. all, all of the Neck Deep boys are massive wrestling fans, so I'm really surprised they haven't done a wrestling music video yet. So you've got to be prime candidate for that. I'd like to think so. I'd be like, yo, I'm Welsh and I'm a wrestler. Let's do something. Have you have you ever spoke to Neck Deep? Have you had any contact yeah, with them? Yeah, like I know Matt a little bit. Um, we met backstage at the um, the Blink concert that they were doing because um, he was friends with Jimmy Havoc. So met through them. And then, you know, I messaged him after Sad Summer Fest because I didn't want to be one of those people like, I'm going to be there. Like, I can give me free shit. So I, I, don't, I don't like that. So I messaged him after. I was like, great set. He's like, you were there. I was like, yeah. Nice and he's like, it's a shame I had loads of shit to give you. And yeah. like, <laughs> I'll go to the next one. <laughs> Where are yeah. you? I'll, I'll drive. Literally, yeah. literally, don't don't second guess yourself when it comes to stuff like our bands. Literally just message them because most of the time they can probably sort it out for you. And it's literally not no fucking skin off their nose. Like it doesn't fucking cost them. Okay, next time I will. Oh, put me in a music video and I'll use your music as uh, my entrance theme because I've been trying for years to oh. try and get them to like when I was with WWE, I was like, there's this Welsh band neck deep, you know, they're not like it wouldn't be super expensive if we just buy one of their songs, you know, like and no, it never happened. I was like, fuck. God. Yeah, isn't there's not many people with kind of original music themes anyway. Like, Mark, like Mark's allowed to use his junior one, but I think that's because he basically just gave it away to them and he was like, I'm it! Which is great because it's got fucking loads and loads of views because of it and it's it's awesome. But yeah, there's... Are they, they, I get, yeah, I guess they're really, really tight on that, really, and they want to keep it all in-house. Yeah, like, it's not so much that they're tight, it's just like... Um, I Like, they just ask you, like, what's your favourite bands, like, kind of music you like, so you give them a thing, like a little paper of names and stuff and then they'll go through their stuff because they have like their own composer and stuff and be like oh this kind of sounds like it do you like this if you say no they go okay cool they'll go away and they'll change if you want like oh add lyrics they're like okay cool we can add some lyrics da, 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 and they'll just figure it out that way but i'm like can we just just ask them you know they're big wrestling <laughs> they can give it to you free <laughs> they probably would yeah they probably yeah. would or you can just get them to write your own theme tune saying how awesome and how Badly going to beat people up. Yeah, I could, but you know, that involves money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I reckon, I reckon I don't know. if you got in touch with Neck Deep, I reckon they'd fucking have a bash of something, whether it's giving you a song or writing something. I don't doubt that Matt fucking loves wrestling. Surely he wants to hear his band in the fucking WWE library. Surely. Yeah, when I get my green card and shit, I'll, uh, I'll figure it out and be like, Hello, um, you remember me? Uh, do you want to help? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bug him about it now. I'm going to bug him about it. So, <laughs> Speaking of that uh, connection between music and wrestling, I think just over the years, really, that's gone hand in hand, especially kind of the alternative world and the influences there. We see so many people in bands who are secretly re- massive wrestling fans and you see so many wrestlers turning up at like heavy metal and emo shows and stuff lately. For you, is that was that just something you were into growing up at the same time? I mean, do you feel that there is a really important connection between the two over the years? 
Yeah, I, I think it's a, a an important connection. Um, I was very much like an emo kid growing up. You know, I had friggin' thick eyeliner, no friends. You know, I was just friggin' absolute loser. And then, you know, I was even more of a loser because I liked wrestling. So, like, all the people in my class were like, oh, we like hip-hop and da 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 I'm like, yeah, it's cool and shit, but have you seen these people? Like, we're doing fucking cool shit. And there's there's other people that jumped off the top row. So I was, like, just growing up in, like, two different fan bases. And then when I got to, like, a teenager and started wrestling, I was like, oh, shit, they've they've meshed together. Like, this is really cool. And then became friends with Mark and then found out he was in a band. I was like, ah, yeah, this is one and the same. Like, Attack was the pop-punk scene of wrestling, I feel. We're all just massive losers and love the same sort of music and wrestling and just made it into the one thing, which is really, really cool. Well, one thing I wanted to bring up as well is that you have such a love for things outside of that and kind of like Marvel, Harry Potter, Assassin's Creed, and you've always been able to incorporate it if it's in kind of like your gear or naming it after moves that must be such a cool thing when you're able to sneak those kind of influences in there and see the audience who are really into it pick it out and show you the love back oh yeah definitely like when i was doing the uh when i did the may young and i came out in like the assassin's creed thing i also like it was the eb fry like the half welsh character so i was like fuck she's like my favorite assassin's creed character maybe i could do a jacket so we did that um, and then seeing people like, oh, fuck, that's Assassin's Creed. Like, that's cool. You know, I was trying to do some movesets around Assassin's Creed, but I can't flip. So that didn't go well. Um, <laughs> but then, like, you know, with the Captain Marvel stuff, that was surreal because that got so much traction online that it got back to Brie Larson. And then I did an interview with Brie Larson. Like, it was fucking, it was crazy. You know, like, just something as simple as, oh yeah, I love like Marvel and everything about it, but like Captain Marvel saved my life and da 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 And then all of a sudden she's contact, like her team is contacting WWE going, hey, can we do something? Which was wow. insane. Have you had any other major celebrity? Have you met any other major celebrities or anything like this through wrestling? I don't know. <laughs> you think he'd stand out, but you know, I've been wrestling since I was 16. It's almost... 10 years my head's just smashed um, <laughs> um no probably Brie Larson was probably the biggest one I was sad that I just got released before the jackass people came in because I love jackass uh, and then Viper sent me a picture with like Johnny Knoxville and stuff I'm like bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not rubbing it in at all but there we are yeah. You would have loved this. You would have loved this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look like... at these people that we both love. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah, how sick. how was that Brie Larson thing? I mean, that must have just been incredible to, to meet her and, and like like that. Oh, it was so weird. So like, there was rumblings that something was supposed to be happening. And then I heard nothing for months. And then the week before, they were like, hey, so... We need you in the PC at this day. We're going to have an interview with Brie Larson. We're going to kind of work out with her too, because that's what we're going to do it as, as like a WWE superstar works out with a, a Marvel superhero. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, this has actually happened? Okay, cool. So I go in and she's just there on the other end of the phone. Like we're doing like a shit, like not a shit workout, but like a tiny little workout. And I'm just like interviewing her. And she's just like such a nice person and so down to earth. And it's not like, 
this is all about me. She was very much like, no, I want to, this is a conversation. Like I want to talk to you and learn about you. And like, she was like, oh yeah, I've seen the gears that you've had. And my favorite ones when you had the neon one, I was like, so you don't just like know of me from a picture. You've seen some of my stuff. That's crazy. She's like naming like the color gear I had. And she's like, oh yeah. And you're in the, you're got an action figure out. I was like, yeah, I do. I was like, what the fuck, you know? How was that? Like having, that was, like having, that's going to be that fucking so nuts. weird. Cause like at the time, cause I was injured, I didn't get scanned. So I was like, oh, I'm not getting an action figure. That's fine. Like it'll maybe it'll happen a different time. And then all of a sudden I'm getting friggin' tweets through going, Tika's got an action figure. I'm like, what? It's like, this is ridiculous. And then like, just seeing them in, like I walked into a target and it was just one of me in the front. I was like, Wow. This is fucking stupid. Like, who's going <laughs> to buy me for $10? That's $10. You can stand on like McDonald's or Wendy's or something. <laughs> what are you doing? Have it's, you got one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. my friends. Yeah, just there somewhere. Um, I did have a box, but, you know, my my mother came over and took them all. So, Fair enough. as oh, you know, I does it. Dishing them out, dishing oh, them out yeah. to friends and family. Like I have no idea who's got any of them. There's about eight of them in there. She took Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Come on. For some reason, I thought you were going to say she got you to sign them and now they've gone missing. Oh, <laughs> so no, no, she just, she just took them. <laughs> she took them. I messaged her a couple of months ago because I, I needed one to give to someone. I was like, oh, where did you put? Because, you know, she came into my house and was like, I'm going to move everything. You're like, oh, all right, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, where did you put those action figures? Oh, I brought them all. I've given them out. Well, oh. all right, yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. never mind. But no, just, you know, like seeing that and then being in a video game, that was the most surreal thing because, like, I'm a big video game fan, so seeing that, I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Oh, a question I've always wanted to ask is about about gear. Is like, so when you're at WWE, is it something that is on you to sort out or is it people there or... Because, like, I know when you're on the indies or whatever, you're obviously paying for your own gear. Does 
that get covered by them then or do you have to do it again no so you're still paying for it yourself but like within wwe they have like four or five different seamstresses so you know they can work on stuff for you or you can go everywhere else but it's pretty much whatever you want yeah so it's really cool like that's why i was lucky enough to do the captain marvel stuff you just have to not have things that can be like copyrighted and like there's enough changes in my gear where they couldn't copyright it you know so it's stuff like that but yeah, they're, they're really lenient with gear and stuff, and you can do whatever you want. It's, it's really cool and refreshing. Well, I see behind you there's a kind of lot of memorabilia and kind of just action figures and things from films and TV shows and stuff. But, like, are, are you big on keeping sentimental things from matches or kind of other bits of gear and stuff that you've saved away? Yeah, so I got a big box that's just full of, like, wrestling gear and stuff, and there's some that you know, that I'll probably sell in the future or, you know, give away to a charity or something. Then there's some sets of gear. I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm keeping this. Like, I'm keeping the War Games one. And I'm probably going to keep the the Iron Man-coloured um, Captain Marvel suit because I was the Royal Rumble here. But there's if it's, like, a sentimental thing, then I'll keep it. If it's just, like, oh, it's just a cool colour, then I'll just keep it until I find a different use for it. So, yeah, just trying to figure out which ones I want to get rid of now because I need to make some space. Well, as we start to wind down here, we won't keep you too much longer because we appreciate you taking all this time to to talk to us. But I mean, obviously we've gone over just so many insane moments from your career and just your journey getting where you, you are now. And I mean, when you have a chance to look back at everything, is there anything that younger you would just be incredibly proud of or just incredibly blown away by all these experiences you have i'm sure there's like just full of little moments like that which you've really hit home um honestly i just think all of them like i had such an amazing time in wwe and nxt you know just even getting you is incredible to me like i never thought the girl from friggin bargard was gonna be in wwe or you know even successful in wrestling so just seeing no, I was proud of my stuff I did on the indies and then I just was lucky enough to come to WWE, have a great time, meet some amazing friends and family and then, you know, just live an amazing life for five years. Unfortunately, the injuries did happen, but I'm very proud of how I came back from them, you know, and you know, kept working and never give up and just carried on. Like, no, this is what I want to do. So these injuries are not going to stop that. So I'm just, I think younger me would just be like, Maybe don't do so much stupid shit, you know, but other than that, no, I think I, I think she'd be very proud of what I've done and everything that I've achieved. I bet that as well. Like, yeah, yeah. we are, we are proud of you and you <laughs> oh, don't even know that. Yeah. Like, but, yeah. but I got, yeah, like you said, we saw, we saw you wrestle many, many a time and yeah, to see you now, you know, over there and living your dream and is absolutely fucking amazing. How are you doing injury wise at the moment? Are you hundred percent? I feel amazing, you know, like the knees, people are like, oh, knees are always going to be weak. I'm like, no, if you, because you're not a doctor, you don't know that like having ACL surgeries, like your, ne- your knees are stronger because they reinforce now. So like my knees feel great. Like my body feels amazing. I, I'm sure when I start wrestling again, my body's going to hurt for a little while, but you know, I feel amazing right now. I'm probably in the best shape of my life, which is nice. Even though I've just done eight months of drinking, eating shit. Uh, play video games. <laughs> Fair Living enough. Do dream. you think um, Living a dream. 
Do you think there'll be a statue of you in Bargo in the next five years? It's got to be, isn't it? Oh, I bloody hope not. I'll get graffiti to shit that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very true. That. Yeah, I didn't think about yeah. Shit. I didn't, yeah. I didn't think about the people of Bargo then for a second. Yeah, I just thought about I've got a picture in my school. <laughs> what? No. No, I'm not even in the time. I've got a fucking portrait. Oh. Who's fine. the most famous person to come from Bargo <laughs> apart from you? Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he's still a thing. Like James Fox was a singer for a while, wasn't he? James Fox. Yeah, yeah exactly. Name. <laughs> <laughs> so you. It's you. And, uh, Congratulations. And Price, she's the boxer that went to the Olympics and shit. Oh, do you know what? Funnily enough, I was, I saw her the other day. I, I think I went to, I had to go to the Bargoy post office of my passport taken because it's only the, one of the ones you could have your passport. Oh, is it nice. passport? The driving license. Oh, driving nice. license. And her and her nan were in the post office at the time, and her nan was going, "This is my Lauren. She's just been boxing." And like, I was like, "This is." Have I come to this town where the only celebrity from you know one of the only celebrities from this town is there? We're like, what's the chances of that? Like, it's it's fucking mad. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think her photos up in the school, so I'm like, oh, maybe only real fighting is is accepted in in innovation. Funnily enough, funnily enough, I've been saying as a. Part part joke, the Merthyr Tidville should have a statue of me, right? They should. But <laughs> the problem is with Merthyr, there's, there's five statues in Merthyr. The answer to the question, how do you get a statue in Merthyr? Uh, violence is the answer, because they're nice. all boxers. They're all boxers. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember when I used to go see my brother, it was always the boxer. Then I was the only one that was like still pristine. It's like, oh, yeah, they don't touch them. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, I was thinking about asking, could I have a statue of myself put... Because there's like them punching, like mid punch, the box is mid punch. Just have me on the end of it. Just put my statue right in front <laughs> of the statue. That one of you going through the table, you know? Look at this art installation. It looks yeah. like a human, but the shape is all wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was. Yeah, yeah. and then it's just it's a clanker and he's saying Sean Smith. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Sean Smith. Oh, he's not wow. dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sean Smith, death coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Nixon, just a couple of very quick things before we let you go. Obviously, you've mentioned just kind of all the trouble with the visa and still wanting to get the best opportunities possible. There'll be so many people angry of us if we don't ask, but has there been any conversations with anyone as of late about something in the future? Obviously, you're not going to tell us everything, but I mean, I'm sure there's things in the works and there's things that you're kind of just talking to behind the scenes. Um, because of the visa, there has been no conversations because we don't know how long it's going to take. You know, if I already had a green card, I'm sure there would be things in the work or things that have happened. But because I'm still waiting, we don't know how long it's going to be. It's nothing is in the works as of yet. Okay. Fair. Okay. Fair well, let's fucking sort this visa out, dead visa. <laughs> I know, people. right? For fuck's sake. I know. <laughs> If we oh. all tweet at Visa, <laughs> is that yeah. no? Because yeah, yeah, and then the credit company, and then the yeah. credit companies are like, "Oh, I'll just shut these cats down." Yeah. No. Uh, but but with all that, is there anything else you'd kind of like to add that the people know about? I know you've been kind of working on Twitch things as well. Yeah. Is there anything you can share with us with the, with that side? Um, I'm trying to start streaming, but honestly, I'm having a bit of technical difficulties with uh, getting the sound from the game to turn up on the actual stream. So ah. I've got my friends coming over in the next week or so to help me fix that, and then there should be a stream up and going 
pretty soon because I've got a bunch of games that I want to play and just, you know, just connect with people again because I haven't really spoken to fans or anything for eight months because I've been really quiet on social media because I have nothing to show, nothing to talk about. So, you know, hopefully I'll be streaming within the next couple of weeks or so. Nice. Yes. Well, well, yeah, where, where can people f- where can people find you on social media and stuff and Twitch and yeah, what's um, the I think yeah. all my social media is at Nixon Newell and then Twitch is Nixon Newell Official. Sweet. Well everybody get following them. Thank you very, very much for giving us your time today. This has been so fucking fun. <laughs> and again, I love seeing the Welsh out and about doing things and fucking killing it. So congratulations on everything you've achieved so far. I'd imagine it's only gonna get bigger and better. And I can't fucking wait to be like, she was on my fucking podcast. Look at her. Oh, she's in the media. What's she doing fighting Stephanie McMahon? What's going on? Just getting bitch slapped by Stephanie. I'd be like, that was my name too. Honestly, thank you so much. This has been great. Your story and journey is so inspirational. And we just really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, no, thank you for having me. It's been a blast. And I killed a good hour of my day. I would just have fun. So I appreciate it. Yes. Woo! Yes. Fantastic there. Thank you very much. Nixon Newell, Tegan Knox, and any other names you may go by. Thank you very much. We enjoyed this immensely. It was very fun, very eye opening. And I'm embarrassed to find out that um, all of the UK wrestlers have seen me nearly break my back and have lolled at me. But fair enough. Imagine if like one of them tried to be in a band and he fell over and it was very, very funny. I'd yeah, laugh for that. So. You would. You would laugh, but they didn't almost break their back forever. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, that is true. I should have had more sympathy, really, from the wrestling world. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised she hasn't shown it to Triple H. And then Triple H has gone, we need somebody who can fold himself in half like an, orco- uh, an accordion. Fold out, boy. My name would be Fold uh, Out, boy. Fold in, boy. Fold in, boy. Because I, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, this is this is more than I've bargained for. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so uh, much, Nixon. <laughs> sugar, we're going down. <laughs> Appreciate her taking the time to do this so much. As I said, this is like one of the only interviews she's done since her release from WWE. So the trust there really means a lot. She has so many amazing stories, and it's just nice to see how someone so far up in the wrestling business in the industry can incorporate things like music and comic books and movies like that and show off those loves and kind of have that huge crossover. I think wrestling has come to that point now where a lot of people get, feel more connected with athletes who are trying to cross over those things rather than just being scared of a massive person or, or whatnot. And I'm just really excited to see what happens next, whether it's returning to WWE or just all the other companies that are bound to want her to work from when uh, all those uh, visa problems are sorted out. So wishing her all the best with that. Again, make sure you keep up to date with everything that she is doing online and the Twitch and stuff like that as well. Yes, I enjoyed this very, very much. Yeah, she's fucking excellent. And it was good to see how she started with a very neutral kind of slightly Welsh, slightly Floridian accent. And by the end of it, she's gone full fucking valleys. <laughs> yeah, That's what we do. We get the Welsh out of people when they haven't been around for a while. But yeah, it's lo- lovely to see someone who's from a place close to where we are 
go and live their dreams, travel the world, get out of here and literally perform in the biggest arenas in the world. She's performed at Madison Square Garden. Like, that's insane. Yeah, no, I was thinking about it. Like, after, after we finished talking to her, I was just like, right, so we've just talked to a person from Barguide, right, which is literally five miles away from where I live, um, if I ran in a straight line. And they have been, and I think probably will be again, a WWE super... Like, imagine telling seven-year-old Sean, right, who was absolutely obsessed with fucking The Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man Randy Savage and Brett Yevman Art, right, that somebody I know from five miles away is going to be <laughs> in that world and is going to be loved by all those wrestlers as well. Like, fucking Shawn Michaels loves her. That's my favourite wrestler of all time. <laughs> she knows Shawn Michaels. She's a bar guide. <laughs> it's mad. It's mad how it works, but... If you're listening to this for the first time and you are a wrestling fan, then go and check out other wrestling episodes we've done in the past. We've had the likes of Matt Riddle, Adam Cole, Andy Williams, who's the butcher in AEW, and our good friend Mark Andrews of Junior and WWE fame. And we just really enjoy having different episodes like this every once in a while. So if there's anyone in the music or alternative industries you think we should talk to, please let us know at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, don't bother with TikTok. It's fucking dead. Um, <laughs> I've heard, I've heard everybody stopped using TikTok now that we've stopped using it, so don't check TikTok. I fucking love finding out about other things that I don't know about. <laughs> learning. Basically, I've just said, I love, I do love learning, I do, right? I do love I do love hearing about people's jobs and all right, that ain't normal ones. <laughs> Fuck, what uh, an idiot I am. I'm sorry about this. And if you'd like to support the podcast in any way, please go and check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash sapnin. That is honestly the best way to support us and keep this podcast going each and every week. There's loads of exclusive content over there from photos, videos, and even podcasts we haven't released to the public and you get included into our wonderful community that interact, meet up with each other on the daily. It's literally the most beautiful thing to see. And this week, we released a bonus podcast on there with our friend Josh Raven of The Fame, pop punk Australian band doing great things. So that's patreon.com forward slash sapling to check all of that out and be a part of our wonderful community. Yes, please do. The community that we have cultivated so far. Cultivated? I sound like a cult leader then. The, the community that I've managed to fall for our trap so far. Um, yeah, no. The community that we've cultivated so far is absolutely, absolutely amazing. And we can't thank those people enough. But now we're going to have to try and thank some of the people at the very top, top tiers. And they are as follows. Thank you very much. Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Leeway, Janelle Caston. Congratulations, Janelle, on everything that's going on with you at the moment. I see you are absolutely killing it. I believe she's going on tour with the Wiggles. Yes, I have seen that. That's silly. <laughs> yes, so... Sapnin <laughs> to the Wiggles. Janelle, give him a fucking tap-up. Let's get the Wiggles on you, for fuck's sake. Thank you very much, Paul Urshfield, Mitch Perry, Tony Michael, Dilly Grimwood, Kelly Ewing, Emma Barber, Nathan Croshaw, Natasha Morris, Sammy G, Kat Bess, and Dana Lazenova, Jenny Robinson, Murray Grimwood... Scott Jones, Kieran Olmey, Amy Dawson, Amy Louise, Tom Owen, Stuart McNaught, Kayla O'Sullivan, 
M. Evans Roberts, Caroline Robinson, Kate Patak, Louis Cook, Martina McManus, Danny Eaton, Carl Pendlebury, James McNaught, Jenny Munster, Craig Aris, Jason Oredia, John and Emma, Emily Perry, Kelly Cannon, Kalila Keane, Adam Parslow. Ollie should probably say something funny here, Amesbury. It would be a first for him. Ooh. Thank you very much. Josh, what do you get if you boil a funny bone? Laughing stock. Have that, boys. I'm back, Crisp. Have that, boys. I'm back. I hope you had a good holiday, Josh. Alice Wood, Gary White, Reese Bowling, Kate Stevenson, Kyle, musician in denial. That rhymes. Oh, bro, change your band, change your one man band name to Kyle, musician in denial. David Smith. I laugh by no means. Connor Lewins and family. Thank you very much to all of those and everybody who's part of our Patreon. If you've ever been part of it, we appreciate you greatly. If you've thought about becoming part of it but haven't yet, you are a subhuman scum and you should get involved this week. Yes, please do. Everyone in there is wonderful. It helps us out so much. And you generally make new friends. So what's wrong with that, eh? No, no we can have enough friends. So go and do that. But another great episode, another wonderful insight. Absolutely love getting to do special ones like this. Thank you for everyone for listening this far. And we'll be back each and every Friday with a new episode, a new guest, and some ridiculous stories. Yes, if you've got this far, prove it to me, right? By tweeting at Pod on, on the Twitter, obviously, because that's where you tweet today, you fucking... Uh, sorry, I'm an idiot. Mine and Morgan's tag team special move should be called. Ooh. And just before any dirty bastards think I'm talking about some sexual moves... Yeah, give that a name too if you want. Yeah, that's fine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be that'll be fun to read through. Nice. Do we do have a laugh? Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. <laughs>